What's up, everyone? What's up, world? Episode number one of the WRPF podcast, brand spanking new fitness podcast. I'm your host, Alex Uslar. This first episode, I have no guests. Sometimes I'm having a guest. Sometimes I won't. This first episode is going to tell you what this podcast is all about, what I'm trying to accomplish, what the WRPF is trying to accomplish, where we're going with it. So there'll be a bunch of banter, there'll be a bunch of talking, there'll be a bunch of me talking shit. I hope you guys enjoy. I hope you guys like this brand new podcast. Let's just dive into the WRPF. What is the WRPF? The World Raw Powerlifting Federation, okay? Over the last four months, we've had an astronomical amount of growth um, a lot of you guys who are tuning in, listening to this podcast, may be new to the Federation, have just come over in the last couple of months. I've been involved with the Federation since end of 2017. Um, so I've been around uh, essentially through its entire growth um, here in the United States. It's been around a lot longer than that, um, based in Russia. We'll dive into a little bit of the history of the WRPF here in uh, in the U.S. Uh, versus internationally. Uh, we'll dive into a little bit about me, your host, Alex Uslar. You're going to be hearing my voice a lot. You're going to be seeing my face a lot. So you guys got to know who I am if you don't already know who I am, right? I have a pretty freaking crazy story. We're not going to dive too head first into all that on this intro episode. Uh, there's a lot of different things I kind of want to cover on this episode. Um, but yeah, we'll start a little bit about me if you guys don't know who I am. My name is Alex Uslar. Uh, I'm the owner of Ghost Strong Gear, uh, Ghost Gym Miami. Um, my training brand is Team Uslar Training. Uh, what else do I do? I have another brand, Cold Mind Apparel. I've been in the fitness industry for a little over 10 years now, in powerlifting uh, eight or nine years now. I think I attended my first meet in uh, Florida in 2014, maybe 2013, something like that. So I'm a bit older than I look. I'm 30 years old. I feel, feel in my 30s. Um, I know a lot of you younger youngins coming up in the sport, uh, at my gym, I see all you youngins. I, I love it. I love it. I love it. I love seeing how powerlifting has evolved over the last, you know, 10 years that I've been involved. Um, I love to be in the position that I'm in right now. Um, so as I just said, I own a couple of businesses work for myself. It's pretty fantastic. I've also worked for the WRPF, um, about seven or eight months now. Uh, as a contractor, uh, but again, like I said, I've been involved since since 2017, 2018, really seen a lot of its growth uh, here in the U.S. Um, previously, before owning my own businesses, I worked for a pretty large uh, fitness company called Hybrid Performance Method. I worked for them from uh, 2017 until 2021, so for four years until I left to start my own endeavors, and that's what I've been doing the last two years. Before that, I worked at a CrossFit gym. That's kind of how I got started. I started working out in 2012 when I was 19, had never lifted a weight a day in my life, had never played any sports, um, had some drug addiction, alcohol addiction issues, and kind of found the gym as an outlet to get my shit together, so to speak. Signed up at a CrossFit gym, Knew right away this is what I wanted to do with my life. 
I've been trying to get sober for a while before that. I have a lot of other podcasts. If you go to my, my profile, you'll see where I've talked about my story about addiction. If any of you guys you know, want to hear that, you can go listen to some other stuff. We'll probably dive into that again on another episode here. It's a pretty, pretty deep story. But yeah, so I started that CrossFit gym and I just dived headfirst into the industry um, doing CrossFit, then Olympic weightlifting, then I found powerlifting in 2013, end of 2013-ish, so a year into my fitness journey, and I was like, man, I'm, I'm a big guy, I like this better, um, and I just, I dove into Florida powerlifting, I dove into getting involved in Florida powerlifting, the, the main federations here were USAPL and USPA, um, so I was active, you know, in both of them, attending, coaching, because at this point I was already working at that CrossFit gym. I had started a powerlifting club in the corner of my CrossFit gym in 2014, um, the CrossFit gym that I worked at. And yeah, I, I became a, a judge in the USPA in 2015. Um, was very active, 2015, 2016. 2017 uh, came the point where I changed my career slightly. Like I said, I left the CrossFit gym that I was working at, and I had started a, cl- a powerlifting club at, and uh, converted uh, over to working for Hybrid Performance Method, uh, a pretty pretty big brand. I had already been a USPA judge. I had at the previous gym that I worked at, I had ran, uh, I had helped the gym owner run Olympic weightlifting meets for three years. So I knew a lot of the ins and outs of running large events. We, we he, he ran some, some of the biggest Olympic weightlifting meets in the state of Florida. Um, and I had ran an unsanctioned super total meet in 2016 on my own as well. And it, it ran very well. So I knew I wanted to become a meet director. Ultimately, I wanted to get involved even further in the sport, right? So in 2017, as I'm working for this new company, uh, USPA was the primary federation here in Florida, and I had reached out to the meet director about running a meet. He knew about me. I had worked as a judge for two years at this point, um, knew about what I had done previously, and unfortunately, even though there was no written rules on who can become a meet director, and why, uh, he didn't want me to be the meet director. He just wanted me to be the event host. Um, so I agreed to those terms, although I didn't want to, and that was the first large meet that I helped run, which was the hybrid showdown in 2017. Uh, you know, we had John Hack, we had Dan Green, uh, we had a bunch of big names come out and lift. I wasn't extremely happy with the way the meet was ran, the way things went, the way the money was distributed. And I knew at that point I had to and wanted to be a meet director, okay? So I tried contacting the higher-ups in USPA, and unfortunately uh, they wouldn't give me jurisdiction in Florida. So that's when, drum roll, I started getting involved in the WRPF, right? So at that point, uh, the WRPF was tiny, here in the United States. Very, 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 very small. The only person running WRPF meets at that time was Dan Green. We knew Dan Green personally. I knew Dan Green personally. He was a friend of ours. He'd come out to that meet that I told you guys about um, and competed at the Hybrid Showdown. And I reached out to him and I'm like, look, I'm kind of unhappy. I want to run meets. I want to continue running meets. I want to do it as a meet director. And he was like, yeah, let's, let's, Let's get you involved at WRPF. So at that point, it was really just me and him. He was running Boss of Bosses. Um, I had announced the next hybrid showdown. I had ran a smaller local meet um, 
the Summer Slam under the WRPF in 2018. Uh, started getting ready for the next uh, hybrid showdown in the WRPF. And again, there wasn't a whole lot in 2018. Not a whole lot. You go back and look calendar, this, that, and the other website. A lot of that was pretty non-existent, right? Um, so this my story is tying into the WRPF history story. Two things that I want to talk about, and we'll just, we'll intertwine them. Um, so not a whole lot was going on at that time in the United States as far as the WRPF goes. The WRPF is is primarily very active in, uh, in, in Russia and some countries like Australia, and they have their own separate governing bodies, right? Dan had just known those governing bodies and got a, approval to bring it here to the United States under that umbrella. A lot of the things that, uh, that were done internationally with the WRPF was pretty different than how we're doing them here in the United States. Like they, have, they have curl competitions. They have fourth, and they even have, I think, fifth attempts um, at some points. Uh, so a lot of those things weren't kind of being implemented over here. So it was slowly becoming its, its, own, its own thing uh, under, its, uh, under an umbrella. So a lot of people, you know, compare then and especially now to Russia – and you'll hear kind of how from 2018 until now, it's really developed into its 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 own thing. So 2018 again, um, uh, Dan and I were the only ones really involved. 2019, um, I believe this was uh, the year before COVID. End of 2019 timeline might be a little bit off. The U.S. Open, a very large meet uh, that was ran. Um, in, in San Diego, endorsed by Russell Kern, um, who is now our president of the WRPF, owner of a gym there in San Diego, and he had just ultimately wanted to give back to the sport, put up uh, essentially the largest prize purse, I believe, in like 2018. I was at the US Open 2017, 2018, 2019. Uh, there was about a quarter million dollars prize, prize pool each year. So 28 and 2019 ran um, normally, right? And then they were announcing 2020, and there was a bunch of, you guys may know the story. I'm not going to go too deep into the details, but the person who was helping Russell Kern run the meet, the co-meet director, uh, she got into some conflicts with people online, uh, said some, you know, somewhat inappropriate comments, got a ton of backlash. It was all the talk of Instagram, um, and ultimately USPA decided to kind of pull the plug on endorsing uh, the U.S. Open, right, as it had been the uh, the governing federation for three or four years then. So that left Russell kind of at a turning point um, to figure out how to, how to sanction the meet. So that's when he went to Russia. Russell is originally from Russia and figured out how to start growing the WRPF in a much larger capacity and really get involved here in the U S at that time. Then Russ was appointed the, uh, the president of the WRPF Americas and the U S open switched to being sanctioned by the WRPF. Um, COVID I believe messed that up. Right, that it had to push back the dates quite a bit, or no, it happened. Yes, that was 2020 when it was supposed to happen, and 2020 had to get kind of uh, pretty much washed, right? Because California was extremely locked down; nothing could happen over there. So that U.S. Open in 2020 didn't happen, and it got pushed to 2021. 
But in that year of 2020, I was able to still have my hybrid showdown um, under the WRPF because it was in February right before COVID had hit and Florida wasn't very locked down anyway. Um, so in that period of 2020 is when a huge turning point happened. The WRPF was appointed a new president, um, someone who was able to invest in the federation to help it grow, uh, to start adding structure, because at that time our rule book was translated from Russian to English. It was very difficult to interpret, to understand, um, there wasn't a lot of proper procedures and such. So little by little, um, from that date, you know, things started changing. Turning points started happening. We started uh, appointing different people in different positions. Uh, a rule book was written. A rule book was changed. Um, fast forward through 2021, 2022, we started bringing on, I, I say we, although I wasn't on staff at that time, I was still very, very involved. I was at all the large WRPF meets. Um, I was doing some consulting and such, uh, such as that for the Federation. Um, yeah. And then, uh, 2022 is, was really, you know, a big booming year, um, from starting with the ghost clash to the American pro, uh, us open had again been postponed. We had multiple pro meets over a hundred thousand dollars prize money put up all throughout the year. And a lot of new people brought on staff, right? So through that, I had, you know, through those dates, me, I had transitioned from that previous company I worked for to my own company, continued running WRPF meets under a new name, a new umbrella. That meet now being that um, my, my large pro, uh, pro meet is the Ghost Clash. If you guys are familiar with that or not, uh, next year will be the third year. It's ran in February. Again, before that, when I worked for the other company, the meet that I ran was called uh, the Hybrid Showdown. I ran that for three years before uh, leaving and uh starting my own companies. So again, you guys follow me so far? Sometimes when I'm talking solo, I'll like ramble on and on. Maybe you guys are listening. Maybe you guys are getting lost. I hope you're not getting too lost. Try to slow down a little bit. Um, obviously, lots of events happened in between. But as I was saying, 2022 was a huge year of growth for the WRPF. People had been appointed on staff. Money was kind of coming in. We started having membership bases. We wrote a new rule book. Um, we started appointing people in state chair positions. I was brought on on staff last year to start um, managing the referees, uh, being the technical chairman, and manage rules, regulations, violations. Uh, so the WRPF can continue growing into a well-respected, well-rounded federation, right? Before... 2022, 2021, and 2020, before that, you know, the only federations people really saw were, you know, USAPL, USPA. A lot of the monolith federations, um, you know, with RPS, APF, whatever it is, um, weren't as well respected, weren't as, you know, talked about in a positive light. People really didn't want to go there. When they did go there, the standards weren't, you know, were, were subpar to say the least. Um, All-time world records broken in those federations. People kind of laughed at. So knowing all that, being involved in the sport since 2014 and seeing all that, I knew the position that I was coming into and as I was with the Federation for early on, I wanted to make sure we were constantly pushing and constantly striving for a higher standard. And that's exactly what we were doing. Um, 
But since there was still all that attention on those other federations, um, you know, we weren't as widely accessible. We didn't have WRPF meets in every state. You know what I mean? Uh, there wasn't meets every month. You know, we had a handful of meet directors or so. Um, but end of last year, we had started developing a lot of different infrastructure for growth, a lot of different ideas, a lot of different plans. And then 2023 hit, right? You guys already know what's happened this year, right? A lot of you guys, like I said at the beginning, are tuning in, are now involved with the WRPF, whether you're involved and you're listening as a referee, as a meet director, as an athlete, um, as someone who just loves and is involved with the sport. You know, a, lo- a, lot, of, a lot of crappy stuff happened at the beginning of this year. Um, and obviously, you know, we, the WRPF, tried to navigate, address all of that in the best way possible, um, you know, to give people an alternative, a different home to come to. It's like we had been around for a while. We 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 were always mentally doing things the right way. And now this kind of gave us that opportunity to show people, hey, we're here and, you know, we are really for the athletes. We are really for the officials. We're really for the sport. We freaking love the sport. And it was able to unify. It was able to unify us in uh, in a new way through the unfortunate things that happened and the, just the crazy things that happened. You know, it brought a lot of people over here to the WRPF into a new home. There's something that I told a lot of people because over the last three, four months, I was kind of involved in uh, transferring of officials, bringing officials who were involved in the other federation over to our federation transferring and bringing meet directors um, over to our federation, grandfathering them in, uh, allowing their sanctions to transfer. You guys know everything that's transpired. And, uh, you know, something that I thought was, you know, cool but unfortunate that had happened is if you look back at powerlifting four or five years ago, there was a line in the sand, right? There was a divide. And that divide was split on one side. You had tested lifters. On the other side, you had the untested lifters, right? And they both were kind of like staring at each other like, F you, F you, you know? That's where the line was drawn. Over the last three or four years, as I have been working very actively to grow the WRPF, I was putting up large professional pro uh, uh, powerlifting meets with large amounts of prize money, and there was more and more prize money meets growing in the WRPF, there became a new divide, okay? Now, you had that line down the middle, and now you had a line down the untested side of things. You had a line down the untested side of things, and on one side, you had the WRPF monolift, so to speak, meets, and on the other side, you had the USPA combo rack side of things. Um, And there wasn't a whole lot of respect given to one side, you know? And this whole scenario happening allowed conversations to be happen, conversations to happen and both sides to talk and both sides to see like, hey, we we all have uh, just a mutual interest and it's to grow the sport, to put on good meets, to make things easily accessible for lifters, to make lifters feel safe, right? Um, You know, again, this episode's not here to bash on the moves of what any other federation did. It's not, I'm not even here to talk about those things, right? Um, 
But what I will say is where I think that we had an upper hand is myself, the other staff members of the WRPF, which many of you know if you're an official and you're listening and you talk to me and them and everyone else, is, you know, we're very young, modern, and aware of, of, of the environment, right? We're, we're living in this environment right now. The problem with the, some, the other federation and other federations in general is they're being ran by much older individuals who have a very old school mindset, a very one track mind, and haven't evolved with the times nor understand the times. Um, and I think that just, you know, that just gave us a, a place where we were able to say, hey, look, here's a new home for everyone, and here we are with arms wide open. Insert Q Creed, right? <laughs> um, and yeah, so wow, I just I just jumbled up a little bit the history of the WRPF, right? Kind of where it, how it started here in the U.S., continuing and evolving into what it is now, and my history as well, right? Obviously, so yeah, this podcast is going to be uh, essentially us talking about different ongoing things in the Federation. A lot of you guys who have come over over the last few months, uh, seen us on Instagram, you've seen we've been implementing a lot new policies, a lot new procedures, a lot lot of new rules. It's because we want to um, just create the, the, the best environment, the best standard, and build the framework correctly. Like what I tell a lot of people, the WRPF is has not been around nearly as long as a lot of other federations here in the United States. It's a it's a federation in its infancy, but we have a fantastic group of people to help grow it and build it up the correct way. That we don't have all those cracks and issues in the foundation that will one day get exposed, like what happened with other federations. Um, so yeah, the goal is this podcast. We're going to keep you updated. I know the social media you guys have been seeing just kind of like. Rule, 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 rule. So we figured, why not start a podcast? Why not talk to you guys about different inner works in the Federation, different things that we have going on, our pro series of meets. Obviously, the first stop in the pro series is the Ghost Clash. We have the American Pro coming up later this year. Um, you know, our goal is just to put up as much prize money, give back to the lifters, good production, A1 Digital with the best live stream around. You know, just continue growing and evolving the sport. Um and on this podcast, we'll keep you updated with all those kind of things. Uh, we'll talk about drama. You know, if there's any drama going on, we'll touch on it. You know, I try not to be too big of a gossip girl, but I, I can get into the gossip here and there. All right. Uh, we'll keep you updated on the upcoming meets in our different states. Any issues, we want to hear from the lifters. Every week, uh, you know, before we do this weekly podcast, we're going to do a Q&A on our Instagram. We'll post up the Q&A. Whether we have a guest that week, we'll let you know who the guest is. Whether it's just me talking solo or talking with one of our staff members of the WRPF, we'll let you hit us with some questions, some different things that you want to hear and uh, see us talk about. So that will be on the Instagram. So you'll want to keep an eye on the stories. This podcast will be released weekly on Tuesdays, all streaming platforms. If you're watching on YouTube, You can watch me, beautiful face. We'll have our guests on Zoom. Uh, We'll definitely be doing in-person interviews as well when we're at different pro meets and we're able to pull different pros to the sides. Um, 
and talk to them about that. Um, and yeah, it's just gonna be it's gonna be a good time. Even when I do these individual podcasts, I, I like storytelling. So you know, if there if there's different things you guys want to hear about, you guys want to know about, I'm happy to dive deeper into those. So yeah, guys, I hope you guys uh, enjoyed this first episode. Just wanted to keep it short, sweet. Tell you guys a little bit about the history of the WRPF. Tell you guys a little bit about what to expect from this podcast. Um, we hope you enjoyed it. Hit us with some some comments. Send us some DMs. Let us know what guests you want to hear from, what things you want to hear us touch on and talk about. And, you know, every week, Tuesday, tune in. We'll be diving into it. I'm Alex Uslar. I hope you enjoyed this first episode of the WRPF Podcast.